0: Welcome to the Momgasm Podcast. Blending motherhood, self-connection, sensuality, and pleasure. Normalizing what it means to be a mother and a sexual being.
1: Welcome back to the Momgasm Podcast. This week, we got the incredible chance to sit down with Dr. Camila Phillips, an OBGYN from New York City and badass bitch within the medical system. We wanted to sit down with Camila and talk about the very real and dark history of gynecology and the movement she is leading to rename the Sims Device, an instrument commonly used in gynecology but with dark roots. She shares the true story of Lucy, a slave woman owned by gynecological pioneer Dr. J. Marion Sims, and the atrocities which he committed against enslaved women. We then talk about whitewashed history, why it's important to learn about where we've come from. And then Camila kind of loses her shit when Lindsay tells her she free birthed. We end the episode with advice for navigating the medical system, and Camila shares a very touching story about helping an elderly woman. Fuck again. This is an incredible episode. Enjoy. Goodbye.
0: I'm gonna destroy, or my kids. Are definitely yeah. gonna I have it that, that
1: view, style. but when it comes to clothes, I'm like, no, I'm still gonna invest in the clothes that I want. And like the boys know that my clothes, you don't go near the clothes.
2: <laughs> <So it's> like, <laughs> <You> train them. <laughs> yes. What Part I mean, like, Pardon? What brands are you buying?
1: Not like not designer brands by any means. It's just mm-hmm. like the pieces that I have in mind. So like these overalls, I got them custom made. And, like, I went and splurged the money because I really wanted a pair of red corduroy, bell-bottom,
0: retro overalls. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And I know that's
1: kind of high maintenance, but it's, like, the only thing that I get high maintenance about. Like, everything else, I'm just like my mom. I'm like, I don't give a shit. I'll make it work. Like, I will bootstrap it, like – if I don't have the thing that everyone else has, I'll figure out a way to get it or make it. And that yeah. like, that's how I've always been.
0: That's so to the- on a yeah. microphone situation that we have been Is that in. what that is? That's a sock. It's mic, yeah, it is. Okay. It's, it's our uh, it's condom sock. Get in where you fit in.
2: Right. right. <laughs> okay.
0: Oh my God. Anyway, I suppose we should probably introduce ourselves. That would be like the logical okay. thing to do I with our lives. Yeah. Uh, I'm Lindsay. I'm Sarah.
2: Nice to meet you. I'm Camila. (laughs)
0: Nice to to meet you too. This is this is thrilling. Um, thanks for doing this, by the way. Yeah.
1: And for doing this like last minute. I know it's supposed to be at 6 30, (laughs) but gonna fuck that
0: (laughs) up. (laughs) Surprise. I don't know what the fuck's going on in my life. Oh my gosh. So yeah, thanks for being a trooper and doing this. (laughs) Of course.
2: Of course.
1: Podcasts are fun. Right? And we're so excited for this conversation. I feel like it's going to be really eye-opening
0: big time. You're like, (laughs) I hope so. Yeah. This is, it's yeah. Yeah. It's, it's one of these things that, that I have kind of stumbled my way into over the last couple of years. But of course, given um, the current climate and everything that's happening, it's really given me an opportunity to, to take, that baseline knowledge and go even further and and really start to recognize why it's important to to know um, the history of everything, uh, but how that history is still impacting. So I'm really I'm really really excited to have this conversation. But before we get into all of that juiciness, uh, we would love to know more about you. Like, can you give yeah. us a little intro of who is this? amazing
2: Dr. Camila Phillips? You know, it's so funny, like, um, giving intros for myself because on paper, if I were to read it, I'd be like, Ooh, I want to be her friend. She's a bad bitch. Like who is, but then I'm like, Oh, that's just me.
0: (laughs) But now you just need to like take that, that embodiment of like, Oh, who's that? I want to be her friend. And then like, Live that out. Be like yeah. live, live it out
2: yeah. totally. Yeah. Completely. So um the social part is I'm like a laid-back California person who is stuck in the concrete jungle known as New York City. Um which is its own thing, transplants to New York City. But I um I'm a New York transplant. I studied in California. Stanford, USC, and then came here for residency, met my husband, never left. Um, I'm a mom, sister, wife, sometimes when, when I decide to be, um, and I'm an OBGYN, and I just started my own private practice, so that's kind of like birthing another baby, Wow. Mm. so I have two little girls and a boy in a business, and that's what I do right now. That's amazing. Wow, when did you yeah. when did you birth your practice? During corona cuz that oh. was the best timing ever. No way. <laughs> yes way. Um you just had to do it hard. Yeah. Going hard. I was in a group practice with um six other doctors and it fell apart in December when um I just noticed like noted some serious shadiness. Mm-hmm. And the four, we were four women, three men, and all four of the women left the group. And I was like, what do I do now? And I always would think about, like, on my deathbed, if I would regret something, mm-hmm. what would that be? And it would be starting my own practice and um, seeing if I sink or swim. And, you know, as a mother of girls, I'm always like, you better do that. You better try it. I don't care if you fail. And now I'm like, oh I gotta listen to myself. So January 2020, I signed the lease. COVID hit in March, or at least New York. Yeah. COVID hit. Um, so I'm on my grind. Holy damn. Shit. Damn,
0: <laughs> that's that's what a way yeah. to start a business. Woo! Mm-hmm. Right. What a time to start a
2: business. What a time. Um, so that's incredible yeah. though. That's it's it's been incredible. I have a lot of, uh, tears like mm. for COVID and other reasons, like, you know, how am I paying the mortgage this month? But, um, mm. I'm, I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I did it. I've, uh, tapped into parts of myself that I haven't in a long time. Mm. So I'm, wow. I'm good
0: yeah both birthing uh humans and birthing businesses will definitely teach you a whole lot of things Mm -hmm. yeah a whole lot of things about yourself and your capabilities and your breaking points and what you find after you move through those breaking points and
1: yeah well i'm just thinking about like when we birth momgasm and like how you know just like getting off the ground running Mm -hmm. and then when covid hit we were like Holy shit! What the fuck are we gonna do? And I mean, like, you know, we are fairly our business. We can fairly easy transport it to online. But mm-hmm. like thinking about opening up an office <laughs> and like then trying to get new clients to come in. Holy shit! That must have been yeah. a challenge. It must have been yeah. a struggle.
2: It's it's been a challenge. It's coming back though. I mean, New York is coming out. Even kind of honestly, which is. Women, this is just a side note. Like, we have to pat ourselves on the back a little bit, Mm -hmm. but and frequently. But even when we were in the thick of COVID, and patients at my old practice realized I had left, they were like, where is this Hefa? Like, I need her yesterday. And Mm -hmm. they would come to the... They found me, and they came to the office, and I didn't have insurance. And they were like, here's my money. Take it. Just see... You know what I mean? And I was so... Grateful and flattered, and it just for me like confirmed that I was doing what I was supposed to be doing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's taught me a lot.
0: Wow, a lot.
2: that's amazing. Yeah, that's oh, incredible. Shit. So yeah, that's me
0: in a nutshell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little sprinkling of sprinkling. my entire essence and how I'm just my entire essence, total badass, <laughs> opening shit in yeah. the middle of a pandemic. Right. Know.
2: Holy crap. Like, yeah. yeah. So Fuck. So, yeah, I'm an OBGYN, delivering babies. Delivering them what babies. So mm-hmm. what, what
0: drew you, I guess, to medicine and specifically to to become an OB-GYN? OBGYN?
2: You know, I was always like super nerdy. Um, I loved science and like nature and um Like, I don't know if you remember, but when I was growing up, we used to get, I got this like green tin in the mail and every two weeks they would send you like nature cards and I would like memorize the nature cards, know everything about, I'm just, I was just a nerd and I (laughs) loved learning. Um, And in my home, I grew up definitely like my dad, my grandfather, everyone's around, but my household was definitely a matriarch. Mm -hmm. And what my mom, grandma, aunt said, did was everything. And whenever they were sick or someone was on their period or wasn't feeling well, like my whole life fell apart, like all of our lives (laughs) fell apart. And I was always, even from a young age, just really in tune with the fact that if my grandmother didn't feel good, my hair didn't get combed. Or if my mom was like cramping, like I had cereal for dinner. Like it just, everything revolved around the way they felt. And so I realized really early, like if I could keep my mom and my grandma, my aunts healthy, then everyone did better.
0: Mm. And
2: it was the merging of like my love and nerdiness for science with the the importance of how women lift up the household and the family, like OBGYN is the perfect intersection of those two interests. And, um, I think you guys know, like you, everything revolves around you. So when you feel good and healthy and positive and energized, like your kids do better, your partners do better, everyone works, the neighborhood functions. And so, um, deciding to do OB was my commitment to families. Like if I can keep moms healthy, everybody does well. So that, that was, that's how I came to it. I love that. It's really, it's a really cool field. It's a really cool field.
1: Yeah. Just that, that whole perspective of wanting to lift up the women in your family by making sure that they're all healthy. Like the women in my family, I have said to my mom so many times when talking about her side of the family, I'm like, the women in your family, they have literally lifted and held your family up their entire lives. And I was like, but no one's taking care of them. And and they are all quite unhappy or unhealthy in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And like every time we talk about it, I'm always mm-hmm. thinking like, you know, if only we could just get the women together and like have some kind of like I don't fucking know, like go away together and just like yes. get to the bottom of all of it. Like, how much more could that improve all of our lives? And and how would it benefit you know each other and spending time with one another? And like, that's just giving me a, a very different perspective hearing you talk about how you got into medicine and wanting to lift up the mitra. because like I feel that way about my family. Like I feel that the mm-hmm. women you know, no, no shade to my dad. Like, I love my dad and he has worked three jobs to support us. But the women, like my mom raised, there's four of us in our family and she did fucking everything, everything, everything. And like, I only have two kids. And I think about my mom all the time. I'm like, how did she do it? And my, my grandmother, Mm -hmm. she had four kids. And then my other grandmother, she had eight kids. I'm like, how the fuck did they do it?
2: Right? Girl, girl. Yeah. Women. Totally. I think about that sometimes. I'm like, yeah, I'm not built like that. I don't know how.
0: (laughs) (laughs) My husband does most of the cooking and cleaning. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. (laughs) like, Babe, I I don't know uh, what happened, but I am not the mom that you grew up
2: with. Uh And I I will not be. I will not be. (laughs) I will not be. Yeah. When I met my husband, I remember really clearly being on like an early date and him talking about how his mom would make literally get up early to make breakfast lunch and dinner for his dad like he had fresh meals every day and i was like that ain't me like you not you have the wrong girl let's be real real clear right now (laughs) let's just say i am not your mother yes i am not your mother wait did he have siblings he has a sister holy shit so, wake up in the morning and w- make all those meals all those meals wow. and so um he he was on this thing like oh i don't eat leftovers well guess what bitch you gonna be with me you're gonna eat leftovers <laughs> yeah how <laughs> oh, this works and it's so funny how he's learned to remake remix and remake leftovers right. <laughs> it's together, incredible but how capable
0: many people are but so many have not been given the opportunity to realize their mm-hmm. full capabilities. Full capability. I, yeah. I like to provide that opportunity for uh, <laughs> on a regular daily theater. basis. On a daily basis. <laughs> and yeah. then complain that it's not to my standard. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. If you <laughs> ask him, he'll fully tell you. He's like, I do the cooking. Yeah. Because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not that girl. No. So uh yeah. I like to give him the opportunity to shine. That's what I tell him too. I want you to be great. Be great in the kitchen. I love I love that. I feel like I've also probably
0: used something very similar to that where I'm like I just want to give you the opportunity to like to shine. Show your capabilities. So Just like shine as the man of the house in a new age kind of way. Yeah. yeah. I fucking love that actually. Yeah. <laughs> oh my Oh Fuck. my God, that's so, incredible! You're
1: basically a doctor for the matriarch, like that's what it comes yeah. down to, right? Yeah. Like you're here mm-hmm. to support the matriarch, and I, I am totally I here am. for that right now. Yeah, we need more of that I mean, because I feel it. like a lot of doctors are for the patriarch, right? Mm-hmm. And and how we are learning about medicine and okay, this is. <laughs> I'm getting all these. I put the phone down. <laughs> uh oh! I'm starting to feel it now. <laughs> <laughs> <God>. <laughs> So Lindsay and I, we were talking uh, last week when we were recording, and we were talking about interviewing you, and we were were talking about what what did we want to discuss. And we were saying, we were talking about the medical system and how so much of what we know about female anatomy was learned by male doctors and male uh, gynecologists and how that came about. That was where you educated me on, which you are sharing a lot of about, um, about Lucy, which I had no,
0: no idea, idea and freaking really shook me up. So speaking of Lucy, this is kind of what prompted me to reach out to you initially because I was mm-hmm. going, I was going down the rabbit hole. Cause this is a conversation that I've wanted to have for a really long time. And I am not the person to have this conversation. So mm-hmm. I wanted to, to find somebody that could come on the show and, and share. And I don't remember who it was that shared. I feel like it might've been. Ah. No, I'm not going to remember. That's fine. But I, it was in one of like the random story shares, mm-hmm. like, like you holding up this device And then it said something about Lucy and I was like, wait a minute. And I clicked through and then I started to read all of this renaming process that you have been kind of spearheading. So what could you share a little bit more about kind of what prompted this for you? Right. um, And when, when you started it and, and why?
2: Yeah. So I was in medical school. Oh, my gosh. I don't even remember. After 10 years, almost 18 years ago. It's been a while. Hmm. Um, (laughs) And when I was in medical school, I was doing my OBGYN rotation. Of course, I was, like, loving it, trying to ace it, asking questions, being inquisitive. And um, one of the attendings was helping me learn the names of instruments. And one of the names of instruments uh, was Sims. And you know, we just accept the names that were given us and we go on with our lives. And I don't remember when it exactly happened, but at some point, I was either reading or looking online, and I came across Dr. Sims again. And I was like, "Oh, I know that name." So I started learning about him. And the long and short of it is, he is attributed to being the father of gynecology. In heavy quotes. He um, in quote, yeah. <laughs> he you know did go to medical school, but was a um, a slave owner who. Notice a problem that many of the slaves were having, and it's basically called a fistula. And that's when a woman has an obstructed labor, labor either because um, the baby's in the wrong position, it's too large for her body, et cetera. And they labor a long time and it creates a false track between either the bladder or the vagina or the vagina and the rectum. Mm -hmm. And if you think about it, it's a really horrible condition to have because you're leaking urine all day. So you smell like urine. You can't stop the leak because of this false track. And then sometimes even worse, it can be stool, right? So it makes it very uncomfortable um, for these women to live normal lives. So Dr. Sims created an instrument called the Sims retractor using, um, really the bodies of his slave women and other slaves that were brought to him to experiment as he perfected this procedure. Um, his own writings detail his, you know, the perceived pain, the lack of anesthesia, the lack of hygienic, um, environment and one of the slaves in particular really touched me her name was lucy she's 18 years old and was leaking urine and she almost died because he left a sponge behind in her in her her, uh, bladder and she became septic and and almost died um another one of his slaves um arnacha he it's clearly documented that he operated on her without anesthesia at least 30 times so this is like I'm sitting here reading this, trembling, horrified, um, and slightly at the time, maybe a little disappointed in myself that I was just like, okay, this is The Sims, and like didn't even think about it, because it was what I was fed, mm. um, and in that moment, I was like, and I can say fuck, because you guys have already said fuck, yep. but I was like, fuck this, yeah. you know. I'm no, this is no hard stop. Yeah. I'm not calling it that anymore. In my operating room, it's going to be Lucy. And I decided to rename the instrument Lucy because it also gives me an opportunity to take up space in my O.R., For my ancestors, women whose, you know, bodies were literally used to create this instrument. It gives me an opportunity Mm. to educate medical students, educate residents, educate the scrub tech and really, um, and if, even if it's two minutes, it takes me two minutes maybe to tell the story sometimes, but it gives them a a deeper understanding of why we have such health disparities in this country. It didn't happen on accident. Yeah. you know the fact that black women are seven five to seven times more likely to die in labor than white women that's not an accident this started centuries before with men like dr sims who perpetuated this idea that like black people have different nerve endings and don't feel pain you know black women are quote unquote strong like all of these myths that are detrimental to me Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a moment where I was just like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not buying into that anymore. And, um, Lucy, um, takes up space in my OR instead now. I love that That's incredible. so much. It, do you, how long have you been doing this? Um, I mean, ever since I was a resident, uh, I shouldn't say resident, graduated residency, I've been attending about 10 years now. So it's been, it seems like it's new because it's getting so much attention, which I am just so floored and happy that people are learning her story, but I've been calling her Lucy for like 10 years. Wow. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Have you found that you've gotten a lot of questions in your operating room? In regards to asking for Lucy? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I anticipate it and I welcome it. Um, never have I gotten any negative feedback at all. Good, It's always been positive. It's always been, oh, I didn't know that. Oh really? And they—it's not my story. Go look it up. It's mm. their story, you know. Yeah. So I've never gotten any negative feedback. It's always been positive, and there's always been a like, "Dang, thank you." I wonder what else there is. Oh, ugh. what else there is? Tuskegee, Henrietta Lacks, the Mississippi appendectomy. Like we can go on and on and on. Mm. Um, so it really, for me, is about co- just correcting history and like. Mm acknowledging what went down and how it went down and you know how people's lives 400 years years later are still being affected by mm-hmm. that type of behavior so um yeah i'm really excited about it. i've never gotten any negative feedback that's was awesome mm-hmm. that's amazing mm-hmm. yeah. and i
0: I guess this kind of feeds into something else. The other half of this that I wanted to talk about, in the sense that why why do you feel that it is so important that we are aware of our history? Because I mean, the the history that we are taught in school, mm-hmm. um, and the history that is like readily available in kind of any any book that I might pull off the shelf at a university or pull off the shelf at the library or whatever it may be is very altered whitewashed history that, that just either grazes over the atrocities that are plentiful or doesn't even mention them at all. And like starts, starts, starts after, even though there isn't really an after.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I think history is so important and like the truth telling is so important because we can't, we can't escape it. Like we can't mm. escape it. It all comes to light eventually. Mm. And it's, it all comes to light eventually. Mm-hmm. And I think that honestly, until America really honestly deals with slavery, the uniqueness of American slavery, how it was unlike any other slavery ever recorded in man in the history of man, where um, you know, men were literally chattel slavery. Yeah. They were objects, they were beasts, they were um commodities. Um, unless we really deal with the horror and um of slavery, then how are we moving forward? I just don't understand how we're moving forward because you're never gonna understand my pain Mm -hmm. if your understanding of slavery is a page and a half in your year long of history. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that it also, it doesn't work for either of us, right? It doesn't work for building pride and confidence and, this sense of contribution to this country for my people, because we too are getting, you know, a paragraph uh, in a on a page in a history book. And we're like, oh, that's what we—that's all we did, and it falsely elevates white people. To the sense that like, I've done everything in this country. I've created every, and that's a false narrative too. Mm -hmm. So how are we going to like really come to the table and have these hard conversations? If I come in feeling like I've done nothing and you come in feeling like you've done everything, then Mm -hmm. we're like passing strangers in the night. We need Mm -hmm. to like deal with the ugliness of it. Um, And For me, being so well-versed and educated, it doesn't hurt me. I'm so proud of my ancestors. It doesn't hurt me to have these conversations. I'm not pained by that institution. I'm pained by how the institution is still manifesting itself in our people. Mm -hmm. But I'm not pained to have these conversations. And again, I think it does... um, communities that aren't black, a disservice to think that they did everything because really we all built this country. Mm, yeah. And I just think it's such an important narrative to, to share. Like yeah. our history is so rich and complicated and, um, nuanced. And I think that's what makes it amazing. Mm-hmm. I think that's what makes it amazing.
0: Yeah. Well, it's, it's like, you can't come into any conversation half blind.
2: Like mm-hmm. you won't,
0: you won't fucking get anywhere, nor will you ever understand yeah. where the other person stands or has stood for ever.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And it's really yeah. funny now for me where for the longest time I hated history. I fucking, mm-hmm. I hated history. It was the most boring thing in the world. So boring. Right. Just like a bunch now. of white dudes. Well, no, no, this is. Riding horses. Fuck. This is what's interesting to me now though. Where now that I'm actually getting into the true history, I'm enamored it's with it. amazing. Like, it blows my mind. It, lots of rage, lots of like rage and disappointment and guilt that I've had to work through the more that I lean into it. But mm-hmm. also it, it gives me this opportunity to, to think like, how have we gotten here? Mm, like, yeah. how have we gotten here and what what systems were built and what what things have happened that have programmed us to live out life in the way that we do. And I can only ever hope to start changing that narrative and start changing the way that we're living life if I actually take the ownership upon myself to sit down and learn more history and learn the history that is not the exclusive whitewashed history of my people and what's given in our, in our textbooks. And so I went from this, like history is fucking boring. I hate history person to, Oh my God, I want to eat up as Mm -hmm. much of it as I
2: possibly can. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know, even from the perspective, like the perspective is like a whole bunch of white guys on horses, like, it's so much more than that. It's oh, gosh, so, And yeah. so even if we take the race thing out, the race part out, which we shouldn't, but just an example, all the badass women that we're mm-hmm. not learning about. And we wonder why, you know, our girls are like in this position, in this mindset where we have to ask permission. No, since we got on this... <laughs> uh, in this country, women have been running things, women have mm-hmm. been doing things, but we have been trained to think that we just have babies and make tea. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. roast
0: it. on every once in a while.
2: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so our, not only does the racial, um, the importance and impact that the different ethnicities have created and contributed to this country, but the gender issues, like, Mm -hmm. you know, the women who have been amazing and are just lost to history because we don't discuss them. The transgender people who like, everyone is like, how did this, you know, gay pride, lesbian lgbt how did all this get started it was a tra a black trans woman you know yes. what i mean like these are all of our stories and it sounds so cliche but they really are you don't know where you've come from unless my story is included in that yes right? yeah you know? so absolutely you put
0: that so beautifully you all oh, there's the quote <laughs> 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 what, you like there's there's the quote but it yeah
1: yeah The no, history it, the education schools history is completely whitewashed and even here in canada when talking about um indigenous people it's still completely very much so whitewashed and yeah. when they talk about um residential schools i remember in high school when we would talk about it, there was no mention that it was within our lifetime that the last one closed. And we, I sad. don't
0: even remember talking about them at all. Yeah. I'm this,
1: this is, this is, but this is the, what I'm getting at is like, we glorify what all these white men and horses did. We don't talk about what they fucked up and right. how we got to how where we are. And then we also forget about all the other amazing people in between the, the, the women that we're forgetting all of the wonderful midwives who birthed this mother, fucking nation like <laughs> yeah you know like it's they're mind-blowing yeah. well we also like so that's why i get the rage when you say rage yeah it, <laughs>
0: it goes beyond that too though because it's like right now a big conversation that i've seen repeatedly over and over and over again um especially in regards to black lives matter and talking about uh, enslavement and how it's a a US problem. Hi, I don't know if you know this, but Canada had slaves too. Yes. We sure did, and we had chattel slavery, and we actually tried to recruit Americans and say, oh, hey, guess what? You can have your slaves here too, and we won't tax them. They can just come as property, and we'll treat it like a couch. So it's fine. And it's, I mean, it's technically before um, Canada was, Before we all came together and decided that we're Canada, oh, (laughs) you can tell I'm new to history. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But the different provinces and British run um, colonies absolutely had slaves for at least 200 years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So Canada, it's on you too.
2: Right. Right. And that's the thing, like, no one's going to get out of this clean, right? Nope. No one. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, it's
1: the entire, it's the entire world. Like we've all got horrible, horrible histories that we just choose to keep neglecting. And then when it actually is proposed to talk about this stuff, and then when it's actually proposed to tear down these statues that are honoring mm. these people who committed such atrocities, it's, and then there's this huge backlash. And it's like, I, you know, whenever that conversation comes up, I say, yes, let's learn the history about what that statue, that dude, that white dude on a horse did. Let's, let's talk about it. But then let's talk about everything else. And then at the end of the day, if all those fucking cons, I mean, like at the end of the day, if he's a slave trader, that's, that's done. You know what I mean? Like, yes. Okay. You may have won a war, whatever. But at the end of the day, you were a slave trader, or you abused women, or whatever you did. Why are we still have your statue up? It's a different fucking day. It's not 1790 where this shit is like okay, and we're all loving it. This is 2020. We are not okay with this. So why do we still have this shit up? And like it, well, it's all like, these little things just
0: oh, I get feel, angry. I feel like the issue with things like statues and monuments. Is it's a statue and monument telling a half-truth. Mm-hmm. And it's like mm-hmm. if if we could either tear them down or like reclaim them by somehow putting the entire truth right. into that statue somehow, by whether it's right. adding to it or increasing a plaque or or whatever right. the case may be, I would feel completely different. And this this kind of feels similar to what you're doing with the Lucy, where it's like, right. you, you're not yeah. changing that thing. That thing right. is still what it is. It's still beneficial. It's still helping people, but you have chosen to honor your ancestors by telling the full truth. The full of, story. Right, yeah. of where that came from. Right. Um, and that's what, that's what we need more of. And, yeah. and it's, it's, if you have not done some, some history, some real history learning and you're listening to this, like give, give yourself permission to like sit down and learn one new thing, one new story every day, because that's, that's essentially what I've been doing.
2: Yeah. Um, About someone else.
0: Yeah. About someone else. And it's completely, it's, it's shifting a lot of the way that I'm thinking, but it's Mm. also reinforcing a lot of what I've been feeling for a long time. And when you know that history you can adjust and start to understand like why we're navigating things in the way that we're navigating and like start to really see the clear points where we've gotten it incredibly wrong and need to change things um in a really really big way um I don't know if you've heard of, or have you? I should, I'll just ask the question. That makes more sense. Uh, have you heard of the book, um, Medical Bondage, Race, Gender, and the Origins of American Gynecology by um, Deirdre Cooper Owens? I feel like that's not a new, right? It's not. It's, yeah. I believe it was within
2: the last five or more years Yeah, I feel like this is going to sound horrible, but um, I want to say I started it and I have that. Oh, you know what? It's, oh, I'm reading. It's another book. I, it takes me a long time to read some text like that. Same. Yeah. I have to like read it and I'll I'll read the like, Oh, that just fucked me up. Let me And I, but I do like, it's, it's, for me, it's very similar to like the George Floyd, um, video. Like I can't absorb all of the brutality in one sitting necessarily. I have to really dose it. So that's why I read, I started reading the book. I have to dose it. Um, and I have to protect myself mentally. So I dip in and out. Absolutely, I'm know,
0: which I feel more people should be doing, um, mm-hmm. but that's, that's, I don't have the book yet, but it's been one that's been it's on my, my desired purchases in the last yeah, little deep. bit, and then I had a lot of babies, and was like, I can't read,
2: <laughs> yeah, so then read some of the things that Dr. Sims did to newborns, oh god, that's oh, what I'm saying, like, god. I have to dip in and out. Cause I'm like, yo, oh, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. You know, I will not speak his name. It's just too much. And so, um, these texts though are, it's one reason too that I actually spend time on like learning about the Holocaust mm. because the things that happen to people in the Holocaust, you know, other human beings sat by and let happen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's not morbid in any sense to revisit these really monumental moments in human history, because we have to remind each other, we can be real Mm. fucked up sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so you have to remind like, okay, let's not be Let's be human. Let's be Mm. kind and gentle and caring and loving. Like we have that in us for everyone. And so Mm. I think that's also part of what education and reading history reminds me is like, okay, I'm going to take this and I'm going to digest it and I'm going to go out here and I'm going to take the best care I can of women so that we can like move this agenda forward, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, That's a deep book. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, It's
0: it's a really great resource for anybody who is really interested in learning more um, around the history of gynecology um, and the atrocities Mm -hmm. within gynecology. Yeah. And um, definitely not a light read. Like it's, it's, it is one that you, you (laughs) pick, pick, pick things and chew on them and mull them over and like feel it out and heal it out and then go back.
2: Yeah. You know, it's, it's important though, because just like um, the seeds of racial bias were founded in slavery and the behaviors of doctors like Dr. Sims, the same thing with women in medicine, how many times can women talk about they've been to the doctor and they've just been brushed off? Oh her pain. she's not really in that much pain. Oh, she's just hysterical. Oh, she's just emotional. Oh, mm-hmm. it's just her period. Mm-hmm. How many times do women when they come into a doctor's office, are we minimized, um, downplayed? Yeah. Our treatments are delayed because people aren't listening to us? That's this those are the same seeds we're talking about. Yeah. And so while my my you know major dig, might be about the racism in medicine there's still sexism and gender bias in medicine that's real Mm. you know um so all of these things have origin stories you know it's important to know what those are because why would we want to send our doctor to an establishment that doesn't listen to her we have to change that Yeah. yeah Mm hmm. Um, so we're speaking, changing it. We're we are. You're, you're
0: actively changing it, which is amazing. Yes. Yes. Um, speaking of kind of navigating bias as a patient in the medical system, like, do you have any advice?
2: yeah i do i do shoot and i you know what and you were gonna ask that question and i took notes and i left the shit downstairs but i i know what i'm gonna say
0: i also i was like i have another i have a little um handy handy tidbit that i i came across too, which is coming in the fall which sounds very exciting too so yeah so i will share i will share that oh oh, do you want
1: to get your notes i don't know (laughs)
0: So I came across um, Kimberly Seals Allers. I may be saying this wrong, but she is developing an app, which is a non-for-profit called the Earth App. And oh, Earth. Yes. Be- yes. Oh, did we take the same notes?
2: No. Um, who was, it's, it's coming into my circle. I was on the phone with a girlfriend in Atlanta and she's like, have you heard about Earth? And I'm like, Earth? She's like, no, like birth without the B. Earth.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. birth, birth without the bias. So mm-hmm. it's like a Yelp style review app where you can share your stories within the medical system and um, essentially kind of provide resources for the great offices and doctors that you can access. For as a birthing person with mm-hmm. without bias and feel safe, which is yeah. sounds incredible. So it's, I think the right now they're like beta testing some stuff or they're, they're coming out with, um, they're accepting donations and they just got approved for uh, a grant, I believe. Yeah. Big grant. Big so grant. exciting. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and it's supposed to come in the fall of 2020. So yeah. that sounds like it's going to be a fucking incredible resource.
2: Um, yeah. I hope it is. I really hope it is. Um, I hope it is. And because we, everyone needs help, right? Every community needs help in this area. And um, I think my sort of top things for how people can navigate bias, um, because again, there's racial bias, there's gender bias, Um, being obese in the medical establishment. Girl. That's a whole Girl don't come in and weigh more than, you know, 140 pounds. Like it's,
0: I'm, te- issue. I'm technically considered overweight, which I'm like, over mm-hmm. what weight?
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. After COVID, I will qualify as obese. Like, you know, what the. F- <laughs> which BMI itself is
0: just fucking ridiculous. Yeah. It was made by a mathematician and like just dumb just dumb. I don't understand why we're still using this.
2: Well, well, it's everywhere, right? Everywhere. So I think one thing that's really important for women is, um, and I, 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 not to doctor shop, but to see before you get pregnant, see like one or two doctors, two, mm. no, two or three doctors. And you really need to find someone who you trust. And I think that using your gut, you know, is kind of a good way to do that. But you need to find someone that you really trust because pregnancy for most of us is like pretty uncomplicated, pretty smooth. It's when shit hits the fam or you have a complication or things are getting challenging that you're going to really need to lean on your doctor to get you through some things. And you want to be with someone that you can trust. Mm. I think that in, um, these last, this last decade or so doctors, we have a bad rap of, um, like, how we treat patients and, you know, this idea that like, we all have opera tickets, like we have to go, like, let's get the birth going and we're sectioning everyone and all that kind of stuff. And I, I think that, um, one, we have to work on that ourselves. Right. Mm-hmm. But when we're in the labor room, you have to be able to trust me um, trust that I am your advocate and this baby is as important to me as it is to you. Um, so finding someone that you trust is super, super important. I think it's important for patients to show up to their visits. And when I mean show up, I mean like show up on time, but be active in your visits. Like ask questions. What I mean, I usually give this information, but for patients who um don't like get spoon fed, what the next steps are, like ask questions like what are the next steps? What should I be looking for? Do I have blood work due? When is my next appointment? Um, be an active participant in your yeah. pregnancy and birthing experience mm. is super important. And like, if you have a doctor who gets annoyed by all your questions, then maybe mm. it's not like exactly the right fit. Mm. Um, so, and then my last one, I well, there's like a few, let me, mm, it's hard to choose. Like, <laughs> No, I know. I would say- find someone you trust show up, up to your visits and not just like physically but mentally and um staying huh, What do i want to say i was gonna say staying off of like dr google i know that that doesn't sound like so profound <laughs> but uh, Web md i feel like, Web MD, like i feel
0: like i know what you're getting at
2: like I, like yeah. Stop stop yeah. I didn't like I think again cuz you know I'm working on doctors um doctors need PR like all around we need just like a PR rehab but <laughs> I feel like people um especially if I'm meeting a person like for example in labor for the first time um and they don't know me so they don't trust me like you have to build on that relationship really quickly right mm. but I I feel very like confused as to why people think that their 20 minute, like Google search somehow uh, supersedes literally 14 years of experience, not including the book stuff, which is another several years. Mm -hmm. And they take their like medical making decisions into their own hands. Mm -hmm. Um, That scares me. So Which, I would probably be one of those people. You would probably be one of those people.
0: Yeah, I'm one of those. Yeah. I'm one of those, one of those uh, mm-hmm. reckless, reckless fucking people that that, <laughs> that I I I birthed at home <laughs> on my own. <laughs> Camila's <laughs> eyes. Oh
2: my god! You're about to give me fucking angina over here. You're like really this shit. I'm closing the computer. I'm out. <laughs> You got my armpits sweating over
0: with, in here. With can uh, you, with a, a history of congenital heart defects. <gasps> you? Yeah, her. Yeah,
2: me. Yeah, me. Um. <laughs> there's. No, there's not. No, there's nothing. That's hard. Stop. Full stop. Done. Are you shitting me? Who oh, let you do that? I'm Clearly, sure. nobody let who you. Like, do that. Uh, who can let me? Oh my gosh. Uh yeah no so it um.
0: There's a lot more to that story. There's a lot more to that story. I, I am healthy, baby is two now, we're great. Okay, um, <laughs> I'm glad.
2: Oh I my also, gosh, I, you got me I, over here sweating.
0: I also live about 30 seconds from the hospital. So okay. there was a lot of there was a lot of things <laughs> a, lot of a lot of planning involved a lot of planning involved a lot of that
1: this is amazing we've never had a conversation Not, with a doctor who get who's right? uh i'm like, oh, a psychologist. i'm that
0: person oh no oh my <laughs> gosh but it's, it's so so yeah there's a whole actually there's two whole episodes on it <laughs> if you want
2: to sit there and like, like well, listen with crazy. a drink in my hand.
0: Right You're like this bitch is I feel
2: like he'll be texting me like what the fuck. <laughs> oh my god. I'm going to have to listen with a strong drink.
0: Oh <laughs> god. Um <laughs> Anyway, for, for, for it's, I am the first person to say that like, it is not the right choice for everyone at right. all, like at, at all, full stop, like not the right choice for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, however, for us, it, it
2: works. It was, it Work was, down. it was the Thank right God. choice. Good.
0: I'm also like the first person that is like going to pick up the phone and be like, nope, let's go. Let's, let's go. Because with my, with my medical history, I'm like, I am, I am the skeptic and I'm also the believer because I would not exist without the medical system. Like I would have died when I was born if it wasn't for the medical system. So I have like nothing but love and respect and also a a side of occasional frustration. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. because there are a lot of things that, that need to be improved upon that fall right. into this conversation that we've been having this entire time. The way that women are treated, the way that it feels, it can feel, it depending on your doctor, which here in um, Nova Scotia anyway, we don't always have the choice in who we get no. when it comes to birthing. It's kind of like right. Russian roulette. Who's on is who you get. Um, and so to be in that position and to, to advocate for yourself or to try and advocate for yourself and it met being met with, with this, like, no, I don't have to listen to you. I don't have to listen to you. I don't have to, to like talk to you and have an intellectual conversation or like be compassionate. Like that's, yeah, it's there, there are a lot of areas that need improvement. Yeah. That need improvement. Right. And, and if, if you have the luxury or the ability to choose who is the person who's going to come to your birth, I also was not, was not allowed. um, There's quotations there to work with the midwives here, which is why I chose to just do it ourselves um, Mm -hmm. because being a high risk person, you're high risk. Yeah. The high risk label and then it doesn't matter how well you know your body, how well you know your condition, how well you've you've been that person because the other issue within or that I've experienced as somebody with a pre-existing condition in the medical system is when I walk into the world of birthing, nobody is an expert in my condition in the world of birthing
1: mm-hmm. and
0: so it it becomes this really strange pulling back and forth between what my cardiologists are saying versus what my OB team is saying. And it's this like,
2: ah! yeah, it freaked you out. It freaks you out.
0: Right. And it's, so it's, oh, it's yeah. tricky. So it'd be really, it would be really interesting to see how the medical system continues to evolve. Now that we're starting to unearth a lot of this work um, and talking about things more and treating people as individuals for the love of God, please right? Like, it's, right. it's exciting. Well, I've definitely
1: noticed. You're just like, like, you?
2: No. I know. My heart, my heart is like my I'm my sorry. ass is less clenched right now. I, really, I, I let sorry. my butt go. I'm glad uh, you let your butt go. I'm glad.
0: I'm glad I could do that for you. Let the butt go, everybody. Um, Just let it go. Oh my god! Like, do we need to do some like breathing techniques right now to to like loosen our sphincters?
2: Is oh how my we... gosh! Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, my sphincter is relaxed. <laughs> Oh my
0: gosh <laughs> like, yeah don't do a like 20 minute uh google search and then choose to stay home and birth alone that's a bad well idea. That's, that's a bad idea yeah and i and i that's what i
1: was just gonna say is that like you know i have a very totally uncomplicated births they were super easy and i'm pretty mm-hmm. a unicorn in that sense my kids were unicorns mm-hmm. our unicorns. they slept from like one month on for like 10 hours a night yeah those kind of unicorns don't know how i got fucking lucky i really don't um i'm not chancing it again husband has the snip we're
2: done i don't want to awesome. like have the third awesome. come in and yeah but i, I really think, like that your husband has a vasectomy that's great yeah yeah no we
1: he got a vasectomy last january um we yeah we have two boys four and two and I was like, should we try for the girl? And it's like, dude, we're going to end up with three boys. Like, that's exactly what's going to happen. I was like, do we want three boys? Nothing against boys, but do we want three boys? It's like, no, I don't <laughs> want three boys. I don't.
0: I <laughs> feel like at no <laughs> point in my life have I envisioned myself a mom of three boys.
1: But I did I did envision myself with three kids. But, you know, mm-hmm. we we had enough scares after having our second that it was like, no, I think this is it. I want to go into my thirties as a boss ass bitch with two kids yeah. and just fucking live it out. Like I, I'm done with the baby making. I want to like raise my kids. Get your now. life back. Claim exactly. Your life. Exactly. Yeah. So the going back about the doctor's thing, like I, I've been noticing, like when I, when I got pregnant, I did not question whether or not I was going to birth at home. Like I was just like, I'm going right to the doctor. I'm going right to the hospital. Like I'm following the plan. When mm-hmm. I had Roland, when I was pregnant with Roe, I was thinking, wouldn't it be nice to be able to labor at home, even give birth at home with a midwife like that would be amazing because i I labored so long in the hospital, and I think it was because I couldn't relax. I had so many people in the room, so many doctors and nurses coming in. And it's, you know, there, there is something to be said about when you enter the hospital as a pregnant woman, you're going into labor, there is kind of a feeling of you just getting pushed along and, you know, you're not really being tended to the way that you would would be if you were at home. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and for a pregnant woman, you want to be completely relaxed and you want to be at ease so that you can labor the the way that mm. that you that you desire, and I feel like if we were relaxed enough, probably many of us would not have an epidural. You know, like I feel like I could have gone without it.
0: Not that, not that, like, not I want to, to be say clear, that it, like there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong. It's wrong with shameful that. about getting an epidural. oh god, wrong no! Shameful, I had it
1: twice, right? and there's nothing shameful about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I have the stories that I do listen to of women who, like you, have given mm. birth with an epidural. My mother, my sister there is there's this like moment of like i'm kind of like like not lusting but i'm like i wonder what that's like to experience that and if i were to get pregnant again i would love to be able to labor at home with a midwife and be in the comfort and like be able to experience from the start to the finish what labor feels like and i know it's going to be excruciating and i know it's going to be painful but there is a part of me that wonders about that
0: but you also did experience birth from start to finish like yes. getting drugs or having assistance or being in a hospital does does not necessarily I, like i don't i don't prescribe to the notion that it like changes or alters your birth necessarily yes there are there is a lot of trauma that happens yeah in, in birth and can mm-hmm. happen in birth oh absolutely but You can, you can also have like beautiful, amazing, ecstatic, wonderful. And I did
1: both boys, but there's a curiosity of what it's like without an epidural. There's a curiosity of what it's like, not in the system, but moving forward, I have noticed a significant amount of women within my community who are learning about birthing at home who are pregnant or who have like you and it's like this resurgence. And I know that, you know, back in the seventies, there was kind of like, you know, you're, you're, Group of women who went to the 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 birth farm or whatever you call mm-hmm. it, and like be surrounded by a group
0: of women. Oh, you talking
1: and, spiritual medicine, right? Yes, mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> it was like the birth
0: farm. The birth farm. What, what, and, I, birth and then farm. it clicked.
1: So I was like, all oh, right, <laughs> the farm. Okay. But I, I feel like the, this going. resurgence is happening. And I wonder if it's because of a lot of fears. Of, and I think that also the medical system is is for doctors, you have such a huge amount of patients as well that people kind of slip between the here, cracks here. here her anyway. Absolutely. And so more people are, are kind of turning to, you know, birthing at home and mm-hmm. getting the midwife, getting the doula. which is interesting. I think a lot of
2: that too, I, I see some of that here is certainly been influenced by coronavirus. Yeah. Um, and people feeling like the hospital's, aren't the safest place to be, um, you know, in yeah. this season with Corona, it's like hospitals are where people are coming to die <laughs> and yeah. it's super scary. Um, but it's interesting. I feel like for the most part, at least here in New York, people are, are coming back to the hospital as opposed to laboring at home. Um, whenever there's um uh, a major event, Hurricane Sandy, or, um, I was in Haiti for the earthquake. It was a few years ago. Uh, no, it was a long time ago now, but right after the earthquake, you know, what I, what is impressed on me is like babies and women and labor and childbirth and po- that stuff keeps happening, keeps yeah. happening. And A baby doesn't care if there's coronavirus. A baby doesn't care if there's a category four hurricane outside. And so one thing that's really unique about uh, midwifery OBGYN is that we, we can rock and roll in any situation, Mm -hmm. in any situation. So I think it's really about finding a system where women have options. um, And whether those options be in a birthing center or, in an actual hospital, um, or even at home, but under, I know I have a few, uh, OB doctors who do do home deliveries. Oh, that's awesome. Um, it's just wow. about them having options for how they envision their labor and delivery. Absolutely. And
0: options, like options, and then a team, again, like you said, that you can trust. That, like, it's, it's so funny, like sitting here talking to you, I'm like, yeah, fuck, I'd go to you to be my OB, no problem. Like, it's, <laughs> you have to find the right person that you jive with, yeah. that you mm-hmm, feel comfortable yeah. with. And it's like, for me, mm-hmm. exclusively, my decision to stay home with my second um, is because of all the trauma that I have within that same building. So for me, when I went in with my, with my first, like my labor had been progressing beautifully, beautifully. It stopped and I got stuck in transition because the moment I walked in that building, it was like my entire body just went.
2: Yeah. And I stayed
0: there. So uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So uncomfortable. Um, But epidural was fucking fantastic. And I, I got my epidural and I, passed out for 15 minutes and I woke up and I had a baby Maybe fully and you exactly I see that all the time right all the time. I mm-hmm. was like I was like I realized that in this moment my body is not gonna relax because this is not an environment that my body can relax in cool yeah. now that I have this information what can I do moving forward um but yeah it's so important to to know your options and to know, like yeah. feel like you have a relationship with your team, um, yeah. whoever your team is, wherever your team is. Uh, and, and like,
2: fuck the system. <laughs> fuck the patriarchy. <laughs> <That's> the patriarchy. <laughs> Absolutely. Fuck. Absolutely. For our kids. Yes. For us, for our children, for our grandchildren who don't even know what they're walking into. We got to right. do better. Right. Gotta do I, better.
0: Yeah. It feels jokes. like, Right now, um, you know, when you're, this is probably going to be a strange analogy, but it just popped into my head and I'm going to say it because it makes sense. So, you know, when you're like making your bed and there is, I don't know if your kids have been playing in your bed and there's toys on it or there's, there's like fluff Mm -hmm. or whatever. And then you take the corner of the sheet and you like do that, like lift up and pull down. I feel like that's what we're in the middle of right now. Like somebody's taken the sheet and they've lifted it up and they pulled it down. We're just waiting for like the dust to settle to settle and fall where it's going to fall for us to like move forward, forward again. So we're in the process of just making our collective bed right now. <laughs>
2: nice. Yeah. That's okay. a good we analogy. Making <laughs> <laughs> our bed. We're
0: making our bed. We're, we're making for future
2: our... generations to lie in. Yes. yes. <laughs> to fucking to make babies in. <laughs> Woo! <Whoa>!
0: <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of that, what is something that you would love to see Kind of evolve over the next five to ten years in your line of work.
2: Um, In my personal line of work, or like the hospital system, or what? Both. Mm, Both. (laughs) And either. Um, Well, personally, I am really looking forward to exploring um, an avenue of medicine that I didn't get to really learn about in medical school or residency, and it's called sexual medicine. And basically it is a field like a subset of OBGYN where we help people who have difficulty with pain, uh, pain during sex, orgasm, low sexual, uh, low desire. Um, It's a really, really fascinating uh, field. And I mean, from age 16 to 76, like it, the desire for intimacy is always present. Um, And so I'm really looking forward to learning more and serving more patients that have sexually related um, issues. It's super exciting. And then I'm also working on uh, my menopause practice. So um, you ladies, you'll be calling me in a few years. Yes! You know, like treating women well during menopause and not just thinking that the like lights flip off and it's dead it's not no um my bladder might fall
0: out but i can still get my freak on you can
2: still do it you know you can still get your groove on and so really helping um women who are undergoing the menopausal transition to feel still like lovely and sexual and desired and have sex not hurt and mm. you know still be turned on and not just say oh it's the oh that's it's complicated or oh it's all up in your head or oh just take one for the team like we're beyond that so I'm looking to do that that's what I'm yes. looking to do
0: yes that's yeah. yeah that oh.
2: so you yeah. like this is this is why I knew that we would like oh yeah i uh, was telling someone i don't remember i was telling i was who i was telling i was telling someone about a patient that i hope she comes back because like i said i left my old practice but she was like 77 i believe and she came to me earlier in 2019 and she was like look i just want to get laid before i die like help me have sex before i die um she had reconnected with like an older uh flame or past flame i should say and he was still able to get erection she's like i just want to fuck before i die <laughs> oh my god and i love that i you know we have spent i mean i can't even tell you like estrogen testosterone pills dilators in the office i'm like i'm going to get this guy she's like he's this big we got to go bigger on the dilators it is bad i was like you know what i'm going to heaven all i know is i'm going to heaven oh yes <laughs> you are <laughs> so i mean i'm i'm lovingly laughing about like our interactions but getting her body her vagina to function the way her brain functions mm. is huge. It's been huge. And so um, I'm looking forward to doing, you know, more of that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh. Getting all those pussies juicy. Girl, let me tell you, we worked <laughs> that out. We worked that out because she came in like uh, tight. We worked that out. Oh. I know she's somewhere in Long Island getting her back banged out at this point. Uh, <laughs> fuck yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh but yeah that kind of stuff is work. really rewarding right and <gasps> a lot of doctors don't want to touch it don't want to do it it's uncomfortable mm. but um i'm gonna tackle that one that's my oh. goal for 20 2020 2021 i thank you for tackling that goal yeah.
0: future me thanks you
2: exactly for tackling that.
0: right, right. Oh, we'll be doing like phone call consultations <laughs> or something We're like my right <laughs>
2: all righty <laughs> time to go up on that dilator <laughs> to... did you take your testosterone today Oop. yep Oop. yeah i got you i got your back good. Oh. Oh, good. oh
0: this is this is delightful oh, this is delightful i
1: know i know so good i want to keep talking about this now i'm like what oh my
0: god yeah yeah so many new questions. Um, okay. Do you have anything else that you wanted to add or anything that you'd like to share? Where can people
2: connect with you? Mm, yeah. So I guess where we connected on Instagram, right? So I'm on Instagram at Dr. Camila. You'll spell my name for me, I guess. I will in the show oh, notes. You yeah, got it. And by yep. me, I mean Sarah, me. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, Dr. Camila says, and my private practice here in New York is called Kala Women's Health. And, you know, I can, I do telemedicine. I meet people where they are with um, their OB and GYN concerns. So I'm easily accessible. Fuck yes, I love it. Yeah. Thank love it. you. Thank you. Thank you so much yeah. um, um, for what you
0: do and for being here. Mm-hmm.
2: Thank you for having me. This was like so refreshing. I went from like, you know, wanting to sing, lift every voice and sing to having my ass clenched to like sweating a little bit. It was like the full range of emotion. That's what momgasm
0: does best. Uh, we, we, we help you. <laughs> we help you clench and then unclench. Sing, sing for your ancestors and then clench your shit and then loosen it up real good
2: we Thank go you. The, full, the full gamut here the full gamut of emotion i needed that i needed that because i sat in a chair all day working so i needed some oh. uh some emotional mental you know exercise today mm. i loved it
0: mm-hmm. i I'm think so we needed sad. it too oh my god, <laughs> yeah. oh my, god. I, my child was literally dancing on the table today at one point it's been my child ate a whole bag of dates. <laughs> That's gonna be terrible when that That's comes
1: out. Be terrible. Oh my I know. gosh. I looked at him and I'm like, Henry. Why, bud She's like, the I'm week. I know. Fuck. You're probably gonna wake him up to like a soupy shit. Like, I'm not joking. He ate about 30 dates. Thirty.
2: Yeah. Like, what the fuck? That's nobody's fault but his own. He'll learn. He'll never do that again. Ever do that again. He's going to shit himself in bed. I just know it. He
0: probably will do it again. I was was the kid that I'm like, I had to do that shit at least three times before I figured it out. (laughs) I don't want him to do this again, honestly. (laughs) Please let this be a one-off.
2: Anyway, with that being
0: said.
1: (laughs) With that being
2: said, put some towels down. Put some trash bags down before he goes to sleep tonight. Doctor's recommendation.
0: Yes, that's the best yeah. I have for you. Yeah. He's not yeah. making it to the toilet. Yeah. Uh uh-uh. oh. No. He's not. No. Yeah. Fuck. It's uh, yeah. So there we go. It's gonna
1: be a good day for me tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> fuck it
0: out. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh. Well, good luck with that. Good
2: Thanks. Luck with that. <laughs> Mom life, right? Jesus. Yeah, fuck. it's all good. We asked for it. It's right. We did <laughs> Maybe we didn't. Maybe we just had really, really good sex. Maybe. No, I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> you never know what you're getting into, though. That is Honestly. very true. You that never know what you're true. getting into. No. My six-year-old has some sense. My middle one, I just pray for her. <laughs> pray for all of us. And then my little one, he's, it's, the jury's still out on him. So, oh, to... man.
0: That, wow. You never know
2: what you're getting into. It's very yeah.
0: true. It's very, very true. That they yeah. keep they keep life interesting. Yeah, we turned out okay. We're we
1: pretty did.
2: functional. Well,
0: I'm pretty functional. Yeah, I'm pretty
1: I did functional. some pretty dumb shit too when I was a kid for sure. I don't know if I ate 30 dates in one goddamn fucking sitting, but
2: Yeah. yeah I did some dumb stuff too. Did a lot of I, dumb stuff. I think about like, oh my god, I could have died. Like, oh yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. It's really
0: strange like as a mom to think back on all of the shit that I've done. Yeah. And, and, and like as a mom though, and be like, what
2: were you thinking? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) There are things I've done. Like my mom doesn't know about, I used to run off to Mexico. We lived in San Diego. I used to run off to Mexico. I'm like, they're never going to find the body. Like I just, dumb shit.
0: (laughs) Bye mom.
2: Oh, wow. fuck. Well, yeah. So, our kids, they'll be okay. They'll
0: be okay. It, well, they can't run off to Mexico, so. Ours can't. Well, they can't just uh, <laughs> well,
2: day trip it into Mexico. Yeah. yeah. So, you're yeah. good there. Yeah. <laughs> they'll find something else stupid to do. Oh, that's a the point. They will. They're going to find something else stupid to do. And we just had to keep loving them. And, um,. I don't know. Have a good lawyer. You
1: know, <laughs> but ain't, that is, that is the truth. It really, really, really is. Gotta
0: keep loving him, pray for him and have a good lawyer. Good lawyer.
1: Yeah. A dad, my dad actually had to hire a lawyer once when I was a teenager. So it's true. It's true.
0: And he's a yeah. good lawyer. Yeah. 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 Now I need to hear this story. <laughs> oh my God. All right. Thank you so much for your time. You are. a
2: Thank movie. you. Thank you I'm gonna go so hang out much. with my little ones, like I said, while they like me. I'm yes. gonna we'll go cuddle, yes. soak it up,
0: because we all know that day when they don't
2: is coming. Yes,
0: enjoy it, mama. I will.
2: <laughs> it was my pleasure. Thank you, ladies. Thank you. Mwah, 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 mwah. Mwah, mwah. Bye. Bye.
1: Psst. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Did you hear? There's a momgasm party happening every two weeks. That's right. Every two weeks, Lindsay and I are sitting down via Zoom and we are connecting with you, our luscious, loyal, loving listeners in a never before seen way. Well, maybe that's not true, but it's been amazing. We have been having hilarious nights, playing games, sharing stories, and just getting real upfront and personal, the best way we know how. If you wanna join, head to our Patreon, where we are serving it up for only $2 a month. So what are you waiting for? Looking to spruce up your wardrobe? Get your hands on the official Momgasm merch. We've got sweaters, we've got t-shirts, we've got everything. Not really, well, not yet. Head to the link in our description and don't forget to send us some pictures of you rocking our Momgasm swag. We love it. And don't forget to check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Momgasm Podcast. And don't forget to subscribe so you never miss a new episode. And that's it. We'll catch you next time.